0: Hey guys, what's up? It is Clay. Welcome to another video. Today I want to talk about belief. That might sound like a simple word, belief. I think maybe to a lot of people it is. They understand what that word means. And they understand how it applies to their life. But for me, this has been such a struggle. Uh, My entire life, basically, right, centers around this word. And over the last couple years, it's, it's really come to a head. But first I wanted to say thank you to all the people that are watching these videos. You know, when I first started making these videos maybe 10 months ago, just talking on camera, like I, I really had no idea that anybody would actually want to listen to me talk. It's, it's been really interesting making these videos and finding all these people out there that are sort of like me and they wanna talk about these things. I think so many of us are used to being kind of these, I don't want to say outcasts, but we're not. Most people don't really want to talk about this kind of stuff, right? And it's interesting, even the people I know in my everyday life, like, they're not going to watch these videos. Um, so it's its really almost a bit of a surreal experience to make these videos, put them on the internet, and then there's this whole like group of people that watch them and comment. So one thing about these videos is I haven't really gotten super personal with my own life at this point. I think that's maybe on purpose. I, I'm kind of a private person, which you might not guess from the fact that I'm like talking on the internet all the time. But I haven't really talked about a lot of the things specifically. I sort of talk in these vague terms. And the reality is, is I've had an incredibly hard year. Literally the hardest year of my life. And it all started last July. I actually went through a separation. So I might might as well just say that. I was thinking about doing a whole video on that. That experience. um, And why all these things happened. And then all the stuff that happened afterwards. Anyway, it was just a huge life change for me. You know, and it's still going on. So it's a year later now. Um, But... I think I'll talk about that in a different video, but one thing I kinda wanna talk about today that sort of also goes along with all these things is this word belief, and, and how that word has kind of shaped my life. Uh, you know, not, not necessarily for the good, I think. So let's get into that. A bit of context, I was raised as a Christian. So that was basically imparted onto me from the time I was very young. Uh, pretty strict Christian values. Uh, My family was Christian, um, you know, church and youth group, and I eventually even went to a Christian school. So when you're a kid, you know, you don't really question a lot of your beliefs, unless you're kind of maybe just one of those rebellious kids, but I I don't think I was. I was a pretty quiet kid. I had a lot of stuff going on inside of my head, but, you know, when you're you're raised by people and they all believe these things, I mean... it's not like a child really has the capability to verify their beliefs, right? So you kind of just adopt whatever your community pushes on to. And so it wasn't until maybe five years ago, I want to say, that I really started to question, like, what does this word "belief even mean? Like, what does it even mean when somebody says they believe in God? And like, is that different than when somebody says that they believe? that they got some milk in the fridge. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a few different ways people use the word belief. And I really started to analyze all this, especially with regards to the whole religious context. So it seems to me there's actually a couple kinds of beliefs. And I'll just mention them quickly right now, and then we'll talk about other stuff. But the first type of belief is beliefs that are based on facts. And these beliefs can be updated as new evidence and new facts come in. So, for example, I believe that my car is parked out there on the street. I can't see it, but I believe it to be true. But, you know, if my friend came in and said, hey, I moved your car because it was in the way, and now it's actually parked somewhere else, that will update my beliefs, and I'm no longer going to actually believe that my car is where I left it because somebody moved it. Um, so there's, these, there's this type of beliefs that you don't know. You don't, I don't know that my car is parked on the street but I believe it's there because that's where I left it. And it's based on factual information and it can be updated easily based on new facts or evidence. And then there's these other types of beliefs that seem to be less tangible, less based on facts or not based on facts at all. And I think the key part about these kinds of beliefs is that if evidence comes along that is contrary to those beliefs, it doesn't really update the beliefs. So a lot of religious beliefs are like this, right? Um, it doesn't really matter what you say to most people who have strong religious beliefs. They're not gonna just switch their beliefs at the drop of a hat just because you said something. It's not really a factual belief because it's not based on facts and it's, it can't be easily updated, but it is still a belief. So like I said, I was raised in this pretty strict religious system. From a very young age, I was essentially taught that I was kind of a filthy thing on my own, and that I needed something to help me, collect. I needed something to cleanse me, to make myself worthy uh, of God. By myself, I'm a dirty, wretched thing, but you know, if I do this thing, now I can be cleansed. And so this ritual that had to be performed is you have to believe, right? You have to believe in Jesus and kind of accept him into your heart. And I remember even as a child, like, wondering what that even meant. Like, what does it mean to believe and bring something into your heart? Uh, Maybe I've just always been so literal of a thinker at times, right? Like, I think I'm quite literal, usually. So when people are like, bring him into your heart, it's like, I remember even when a kid, I was like, what does that mean to bring something into my heart? The reality is this, if you know something, you don't have to believe, right? Um, let's say, I know I have a hand. And of course, you could get all like, wishy-washy here and be like, well, do you really have a hand? But the reality is, in this physical world, in this physical environment that I'm living in, I do have a hand and I know that. I don't need to believe that I have a hand, I just know because I can see it and it's in front of me. I can use it, I see the effects of my hand on the environment. Basically, belief can't be the same as knowing something to be true because then you wouldn't need belief. We would just know things. Is it the same as accepting something to be true? Or is it, you know, hoping? That something is true? Or is it sort of a, you think it might be true or it's probably true based on, you know, a certain margin of error? I think the, the confusing thing about this is in a religious context, it's almost, at least the one I was raised in, it's almost considered a bit of heresy to be anything other than 100% sure in your beliefs, right? So it's almost like, well, a lot of people are acting with the confidence of knowing, but calling it belief, but not leaving any room for error. Like it's not like saying, I believe this is probably true. A lot of, I think, well, at least the faith that I grew up in, a lot of people would find issue with saying that because it's not secure enough. It's almost like you're doubting. And, you know, nobody wants to be a doubter. In the system that I grew up, there was this general attitude of, you know, don't ask too many questions which is kind of hard for me to be honest. I ask a lot of questions about things. Um, Basically, you trust the traditions, you trust the leaders, what they say, you trust your parents, you kind of trust the group think. Well, a thousand people all get together and they all believe this certain thing. You know, who knows where they got it from, but the fact that a thousand people all believe this thing, you know, it must mean it's true, therefore you should accept it as true as well. But the problem is, is like as a child, all I had was my parents' word that this thing was true. And the more I started thinking about this the last few years, the more I just, you know, I, I, it just started to really bother me, I guess you could say. How can you have something that you don't know is true because otherwise you would know it, so therefore it is a belief, and yet you teach it to your child like it's a fact, I guess. I don't know, I've started to wonder if it's like unethical or something not to present it properly. Um, but I'm still really not sure really what belief even means, right? Like, I. So what is the proper way to present a belief? So as I was growing up, basically all I had was my parents' word that these things were true. There was no other real evidence. Basically, why was I believing or accepting that that this thing was true? It's because my parents told me, or leaders told me, or a book told me. But other than that, there was no way to verify any of these things is part of the problem. So a word that I've kind of uh, stumbled upon recently is non-falsifiable beliefs. So if a belief is non-falsifiable, that means that there's no way to prove the theories are wrong. Um, And I think a lot of beliefs that get caught up in this almost psychological fallacy, they're like, well, if you can't disprove my theory, then you can't really say it's not true. So a non-falsifiable belief would be like, if I said all swans are white, that belief is falsifiable because all you have to do is observe a black swan to basically prove that that belief was false. But the problem is a lot of belief structures are set up in such a way that you can't prove them false. And so therefore they're non-falsifiable. So I actually live in Kelowna, BC, Canada. And you might not know where that is, but it's on the west coast of Canada. So we have this huge lake here. It's called Okanagan Lake. And There's this legendary sea monster that lives in the lake. It's called Ogopogo. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. There's a couple of these lakes around the world, like Loch Ness Monster, Ogopogo. Uh, And it's funny, every once in a while, somebody will show up in Kelowna with like a bunch of equipment and they're looking for it, right? They're looking for the Ogopogo. Um, Like there's this one guy who thinks that, you know, these things are old dinosaurs that still exist. And so he was here looking for the Ogopogo. But if I said to you, the Ogopogo is real, he talks to me in my dreams, um, I can actually communicate with the Ogopogo, and he, he speaks to me. Um, a lot of people would think maybe that was pretty ridiculous. But the thing is, you can't really prove that that is untrue, right? Like you can't prove something that's happening inside my brain isn't true. So basically, that's an example of a non-falsifiable belief. I think the thing about belief is this, and the thing that always kind of bothered me is that I'm expected to take people's word for it. Like in that case, just because somebody says they had this experience, they now expect me to accept that as true. Accept their experience as true. And I've never been very good at that. Like I wanna say, you know, I I always come up with other explanations for things, and, and people get kind of um, upset and offended. I think the clincher of all this is that I was told as I was growing up, if I didn't believe, that then I would go to this place called hell and I would burn. Not just for a little while, but I would burn for infinity time. Like, eternal torment. For ever and ever, I would literally burn in this lake of fire. So it's like, I'm given this choice as a child. Would you like to believe in this thing? All you got to do is believe. Very simple. Accept it as true. Um, Now you get to live in heaven forever. Or... You can believe in nothing or this other alternative, and then, sorry to say, you have to go burn in a lake of fire. And now that I've gotten older, like I can't help but see that as an, an abuse, actually. And I have, to, I have to ask the question, is it even possible to believe in something with a threat as the reason? You know what I'm saying? like It's like, here, believe this, but if you don't, you're gonna burn in hell forever. So believe this. And you're like, okay, I better believe this. And you're like, I believe, right? And you do this thing where you convince yourself that now you believe according to this definition that doesn't even seem to be tangible. Like I can't even fully grasp on what this word means in most religious contexts. And yet you've got all these people now believing to avoid this horrible scenario. So five-year-old me, you know, I didn't want to burn in hell. So... You know, I did my best to believe like a good Christian. So a few years ago, when I really started to analyze what this word belief means, the best definition that I could come up with at the time was, it's essentially wishful thinking. You want something to be true, um, but you don't know for sure. So accepting something as true, I still feel like doesn't fully make sense to me. Unless I know it's true, how can you accept something as true and still have it as a belief? So really, what you you're doing there is you desperately want it to be true, which is basically hoping or wishing that it's true. So that's it's kind of the best definition that I've come up with so far towards a lot of these religious beliefs is it's basically wishful thinking. And I know that sounds kind of derogatory or bad, but uh, it's kind of what it is, right? It's sort of like I'm putting all my eggs in this basket and I'm really hoping that this is the outcome. Sort of like, you know, if you were making a bet and you had like a, you know, like, well, there's a 90% chance this is going to work out. So I'm going to push all my chips into this, into this 90% bet. Um, you could almost say that you believe that that is going to work out when really it's just comes down a statistical chance, right? So... I don't know, I guess what I'm saying. See, now I'm even as I'm saying this, I'm getting confused about what belief means again. Is it a statistical chance? Is it wishful thinking? Is it something that you desperately want to be true? Um, Anyway, it's confusing. So I think the main problem with the belief system that I was raised in is this thing that you are a dirty human in need of saving. Um, This is something that's sort of the cornerstone of this system that I was raised in. And here's the problem with it. You know, psychologically, I I can't help but wonder what that does to a person, does to a child. As you're raised, you're constantly told that you are not good enough. You are dirty. You you will try, but you will fail. So it's kind of an awkward problem that you kind of run into, a bit of a paradox. If you believe that you're okay just the way you are, self-acceptance, then It's kind of hard to believe that you are also in need of saving. Uh, Can you believe that you are okay just the way you are and also believe that you're this wretched human that needs saving? So that's always been sort of in the back of my mind. So a couple years ago, I kind of went through this interesting time where I started to finally see the contradiction of all these things that I believed. So I decided to do something about it, and I essentially... Decide to go back to basics and attempt to strip all of the things off me that had been basically pushed onto me or imprinted onto me. Things that I had no way to verify. I started to ask the question, what happens if I strip all that away? And then I start from scratch all over again and look at the beliefs from like basically with like a childlike perspective. And I started to ask all the people around me, questions about the things they believed. I wanted to find out why people believed the things they believed. I would say, so if I was an alien and I just landed on earth, I'm new to the scene, or let's say I had an amnesia and I don't remember, I don't remember anything, nothing. I've lost my complete memory. What would you say to me to convince me that your beliefs are true? So I started asking this to anybody that had any kind of belief system, and um, it was kind of funny because I think a lot of people were quite uncomfortable by this question, even though like I thought it was pretty simple. Well, you say you believe something. Well, just tell me why you believe it, right? And so from this like little experiment that I did on my friends and family, I was extremely disappointed. I don't think I found even a single person that had anything convincing to tell me. Um, almost everything was an experience. Say, well, I had this experience this time. Um, and, um, you know, I had this emotional response. And a lot of it comes back to emotional responses. So I had this emotional response. I think that was, and then the and then the theory would sort of come out about what that represented in their particular faith. So I learned pretty quickly that most people didn't really like this process. Most people don't want to have to explain their beliefs. They just want to have them and that's it. And it's sort of like, leave me alone. And so I should probably say at this point, like I'm totally fine with people having beliefs. I think I was just more curious for myself. Like if somebody has really good reasons for believing what they do, I would kind of like to know. And if if it sounds good, then maybe that's what I will believe too, right? Um, But I guess I, in general, I was quite disappointed with what I kind of discovered. And so I think a lot of this comes back to a concept I discussed in another video a while ago. And that was most people would rather have a four-legged table that was weak and had a leg for each corner than a three-legged table that was maybe stronger. And so what I mean by that is, I think I'm the type of person that if I can't explain something or something doesn't feel right to me, I'm, I'm not just gonna believe it just for the sake of having a leg on my table. I think that a lot of people are extremely uncomfortable when there's a question out there that they can't answer. And so they'll really accept any answer as true just to satisfy the fact that the question's answered, if that makes sense. A lot of people don't like to have unanswered questions. I think that's pretty obvious. So I think the thing that's most suspicious to me is when I encounter a belief system that completely answers all the questions, completely satisfies sort of the main human condition. So I think. The thing about being human is there's there's these questions out there that we all want to answer because they're kind of like anxiety-inducing questions, like things like, "Who am I? What am I doing here? Um, Like, what's my purpose in life? What's the meaning of life? What's what's going to happen when I die? Um, Like, what's my legacy?" And I, I think what I concluded from talking to people about their beliefs, this little mini experiment that I did was it seems a little suspicious to me that most belief systems out there completely answer all these hard questions. And now in my life, I can't help but wonder if certain things are supposed to be ambiguous. And I think it's actually healthy for human beings to say, I don't know, once in a while, rather than say, nope, this is the answer. This is the way it is. And you see this a lot in culture right now. And it's it's. It's kind of exhausting to me, to be honest. Like everybody is so sure. Everybody has their tribe, they've picked their sides, they have their list of issues, and they're it's not open for discussion anymore. Like how often do you hear people say, you know, I don't know? Actually, it's one of the signs of a of a wise person to me. Like if I walk up to somebody and I say, what do you think about X? Like, what do you think about this? And they say, I haven't really researched that enough to have formed a firm conclusion on that yet. Like, if somebody actually says that, like, it seems pretty rare that somebody does say that, but it, I feel like that is a, a sign of a potentially wise person just because most people can't do it. And, and you know, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever watched Jimmy Kimmel. He does this thing called Lie Witness News. It's funny. I mean, look it up on YouTube. It's it's uncomfortable. He goes out on the street and he he makes up fake stuff and asks people's opinions of it. And rather than say I don't know, people just pretend that they know. So like they go to, you know, they went to Fashion Week was was one. And they they made up this designer. And it was actually George Costanza. I don't know if you've watched Seinfeld from back in the day, you know George Costanza is like one of the characters on Seinfeld. So they they walked up to people and said, so what did you think of George Costanza's uh, line this year? And like all these people were like, oh, I loved it. Anyway, it was just, it was so inauthentic. But it, it, it illustrated the point that people would rather pretend that they know rather than say, I don't know. So my conclusion about life in the last year or two is that life is ambiguous. It's supposed to be ambiguous. And basically, everybody is out there trying to make it unambiguous. And that's what most beliefs are doing, in my opinion. Taking something that is ambiguous and making it unambiguous. And so, if you have no idea what I'm talking about here, what is ambiguous? Ambiguous means you don't really know you don't know which way it could go. Like, you're like, well, what is the meaning of life? And rather than have an answer right now so you can answer that question definitively, you're like, you know, maybe I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, Here's a couple possibilities that I'm kind of throwing around in my mind, but I haven't chosen one yet. And so I think that was the main issue I had with this belief system that I was raised in, was I was expected to constantly have an answer for all these things that I felt were ambiguous. And I noticed that people didn't like it when I said that. Uh, People were pretty uncomfortable. I think that a lot of what is going on in a lot of these religious circles is a lot of it's about making people people comfortable, and so a whole bunch of people get together, that all believe the same thing, and I imagine that, that feels pretty good. It's like, hey, here's my tribe, here's my people, we all believe the same thing, we don't have to debate in here because um, there's no need for debate. So going back now, a few years ago, I started going to this therapist. I started to explore a lot of really deep questions with her that I've never really explored as deeply with other people. And I think she got a bit of a kick out of me. Um, so she turned out to be an INFJ personality as well. So she's a counselor. And um, I think she really got a kick out of the fact that I was taking these, you know, everyday things and just completely ripping them apart. But the problem is, is that my whole life was built on these concepts, right? So I, I needed to dismantle it in a way if I wanted to kind of get my life back. So in the end, with the belief system I was raised, and I kind of, this was one of the main sticking points for me. If you believe that there's this God out there that invented things like physics and chemistry and mathematics, and the, the whole universe seems to follow these principles, I have a hard time believing that a super logical being, if this being exists, would that being create this system to solve the issue of life and death with such a wishy-washy thing called belief? And if they screw it up, if they're the type of person who want evidence for what they believe, then it's like too bad for you, you're going to hell. I just couldn't really believe that anymore. So here's the clincher, as I was kind of going through this process a few years ago, I started looking around at all the people that do have belief systems and say they believe things. And I started to really question whether these people actually believe what they say they believe. And I actually started to think that I don't think that these people actually believe it. So why are people saying they believe? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are people saying they believe when it's really clear from their actions that they don't believe it? And I think this goes back again to this whole thing that I don't think people even know what the word belief means. And here is sort of one example. I've noticed that in a lot of religious contexts, when people are asked to kind of like act out their beliefs, they do it in very weak ways. So for example, a lot of people believe that in the faith that I was raised that, you know, miracles are possible, miracles are true. And if you pray hard enough, um, these miracles can happen. And most people that you talk to have a story to kind of confirm that these things actually do happen. It's like, oh, my cousin, aunt, cousin's aunt's friend you know, had this experience in Africa one time, and it can't be explained any other way. Here's the thing that I wonder about prayer and miracles. If people actually believe that this stuff is true, why don't they pray for real miracles? That's something that's always puzzled me. I think it's interesting that people pray for things that have natural causes. So for example, if somebody gets cancer, oftentimes people will pray that that person gets cured of cancer and the the cancer will go into remission. I think the reason why they pick those situations is because Cancer can go into remission on its own. I mean, that, that does happen. Cancer goes away. Why don't they pray for things that are actually miracles? Like say a soldier comes back from a war and missing a leg. Why don't they pray for that leg to regrow? If they actually believe in this power that they say they believe, God who has the power to move mountains, right? Why can't he regrow a leg? And so a little while ago, I stumbled upon this sort of modern-day philosopher guy, and his name is Neil van Leeuwen. Uh, Wait, let me check. Neil van Leeuwen. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, And he had come up with this framework about factual beliefs versus religious credence. And his whole thesis, really interestingly enough, was that Religious beliefs aren't factual beliefs. And there's actually a difference between one of these religious beliefs and a factual belief. And so, for example, if I say, I believe there's almonds in the cupboard because I had a couple yesterday and there was you know, half a bag left. I could say, I believe there's almonds in the cupboard. But then if my friend says to me, oh, I took all your almonds and made trail mix, so you don't have any almonds left, I will immediately update my beliefs. I no longer believe that there's almonds in the cupboard. So that's a factual belief. It's It's a belief that's based on facts, and when new evidence or facts comes along, the belief gets updated, right? So what was interesting about this guy is he says that religious beliefs are not factual beliefs because... When evidence to the contrary comes along, people don't update their beliefs. Generally speaking, people keep the same beliefs and then they kind of look for evidence to support the beliefs rather than, it's sort of like confirmation bias. Uh, When evidence comes in, it's immediately like, does that match my beliefs? If not, then no, I'm tossing that, tossing that, tossing that. And you know, 10 things might come in, they all get tossed, and then one thing comes along that appears to support the belief and it's immediately adopted and held and says, see, here's my evidence. Whereas a factual belief doesn't actually work like that Um, if a fact comes along that contradicts the belief, the belief gets updated. And so what he kind of said that I thought was interesting is that he kind of renamed it to a religious credence. And he thought this was a really good way to distinguish between these two ideas that are clearly different ideas, but they're both called beliefs, right? So He's got factual beliefs on one side and there's thousands of them. We all have them. And then on the other side is religious credence. And I think why this is kind of encouraging for me to hear about is now it allows me to separate this because I had about a year ago come to the conclusion that I I was feeling like I didn't want to believe anything anymore. Basically, if I had to believe it, I didn't want to believe it. I wanted to keep my options open. So if somebody says, do you believe in this? I could say, I don't believe that it's false, but I don't believe that it's true because I don't have enough evidence to know it's true. And it was kind of a weird phase as I went through this, basically saying, I don't want to believe anything anymore. I don't want to have any beliefs. And then people would ask me, well, what are your beliefs? And I would say... Um, I'm just basically open to possibilities. I don't, I don't have an answer to that question. But I think now, I think what's interesting about this this guy and his work, Neil, it's kind of giving me some new terminology. Factual beliefs, religious credence. So to clarify here, I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing people who have beliefs, because that's not what I'm doing. I think everybody should have the right to believe whatever they want. I think... The thing that bothers me is that when people have beliefs and then they're pushing them on to me and trying to get me to do things that I don't want to do, or trying to get me, trying to guilt me with their beliefs because they now assume that these beliefs are true, therefore I have to follow their beliefs too, I think that's the thing that bothers me. Um, If you have really good reasons for what you believe, then I actually would love to hear what you have to say. Um, about why you believe it. And I'm fine with that. Um, Because we all have beliefs, right? Um, I mean, I almost wonder if beliefs are the same as almost like theories. Because I have lots of theories. And in a lot of ways, I wish I could just use that word instead. Like, my theory is blah, 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 blah. I haven't proven it to be true yet. But... I don't really want to go through that game of accepting it as true when I don't have the facts laid out yet. But one thing I kind of wanted to point out, and I think it's a bit of a tragedy, I think there's people that are stuck in these beliefs and they're confused. And that's my observation. As I look around, there's all these belief systems. I think there's a lot of people who are doing it for appearance sake. And it's almost like A lot of times, I think the beliefs, they start to contradict their own internal logic. And I've seen this. I saw it on Twitter just the other day. What starts to happen is the belief starts to not make perfect sense to you, right? It's like, oh, but that's... And it starts to feel uncomfortable. And I feel like that in the past has given me a lot of anxiety and almost like an internal restlessness. When I say that I'm believing this thing, but... In my brain, it's not making logical sense. Like, it doesn't all add up. I think the problem is, is there's a lot of people in that situation. And it's confusing. I think it's slightly depressing, maybe. Because then you can't trust yourself anymore, right? Like, you can't say, no, I trust myself. Because your brain is kind of trying to point out some things that might not you know, line up perfectly with the belief system. So I think there's a lot of people that are kind of getting into this awkward place where they have to like almost shut their logic down. And I've noticed that one way people do it is by saying things like, well, I, you know, I'm just this little piece of the puzzle and I could never possibly understand. I'm like an ant in an ant farm. How could I possibly understand? I'm just, I'm just this insignificant being here And I just have to trust the process and trust that I'm part of this big plan. And I guess what I want to say is, I don't, I don't want to tell people that they should stop doing that. But I, I think part of my growth and my struggle has been to trust myself rather than, you know, say that I'm crazy. I'm st- you know, because I think I've gone through life feeling like a bit of an alien at times. And so my whole thing now is trust myself. Listen to my intuition. Listen to my logic. And if something doesn't add up and isn't fully clicking, rather than assuming that I my intuition is wrong, my logic is wrong, have the space to say, you know what? Maybe I am right here and let's explore this and not sort of try to live within this rigid box that assumes the beliefs are true no matter what and that I am wrong. Anyway, I see people doing that a lot and I see people making a lot of excuses for their beliefs. And, you know, this isn't just religious beliefs. Political also. There's a lot of people that have a lot of political beliefs, and they've accepted them as true simply because their tribe tells them to, not because they actually believe them to be true. The thing that is too bad, I think, about belief systems is that when you actually start to step outside the system a little bit, a lot of people don't know how to handle that. And I think, in turn, I... It's caused me a lot of trouble sort of going down this path and exploring my beliefs from the from the ground level. And I don't ever want to say that all that stuff isn't right. I think it's more likely though, that if a huge institution believes something and that institution benefits from all these people believing this thing, that there's a good reason that it to, there's a good reason to sus, you know be suspicious, I guess you should say. But the problem is, you know, a lot, my life has been made pretty difficult by this because my whole network was this belief system. And a lot of things have gone haywire for me because of this. It's actually, I'm thinking about getting into it in a further video. Anyway, guys, um, those were my thoughts on beliefs. I hope that I haven't offended people. Um, I think that a lot of people do get offended about these issues, and I am definitely not attacking anybody's beliefs. I, I'm a proponent of everybody having freedom, actually. So it's like, you want to believe that? Then you you definitely should. Um, I think what I'm, I'm more speaking to is the people that are stuck in beliefs that they don't even think are true, and it's... It's like a drain on their life. Um, like I knew a guy who grew up in a cult, like a real cult. And the amount of work he's had to do to undo a lot of these damaging things, uh, it's its awful. I, I don't really wish that for anybody. What I really want for myself and for the people who are kind of like in my crew is I want self-improvement, I want growth, and I want to see people sort of reach their potential. I think belief was one of those things that was kind of holding me back in a way, and I'm giving myself the permission now to move beyond that. I think this kind of goes back to my last video, which is all about uh, Nietzsche's Three Stages of Life, the whole camel, lion, child, and that camel phase, is a lot of people that are stuck in these systems with these burdens on their back that they're not even really wanting to carry. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. Hopefully, it wasn't too rambly of a topic. It's just, it's something that's been so, uh, so hard for me to get through. And I, I guess I just wanted to offer maybe some encouragement to other people that maybe have been having similar struggles. If you have any questions about it, Comments feel free to leave those below. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye